We often hear it used in a romantic context, but we rarely hear it used to describe something that's present in our friendships. Intimacy. It's what we all secretly crave, but man, is it hard to actually cultivate. Today, I'm going to walk you through the types of intimacy, and then I'm going to explain how your attachment style might be getting in the way of you experiencing it. You're tuned in to Give It A Rest, the podcast, where we're giving tough love truths for the sisterhood. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, certified friendship expert and author of the book, Give It A Rest, The Case for Tough Love Friendships. And when it comes to misunderstandings and complications within our female friendships, I am here to help you through it. Intimacy is present when both women can bring their full selves, their beliefs, their limitations, their weaknesses, insecurities, opinions, all of it. They can bring that to the friendship and express themselves without a fear of being abandoned or judged by the other. And when those differences emerge and inevitably cause tension, true intimacy knows how to recover. But the main issue I see with this word is its misuse intimacy. It's so often used synonymously with the word closeness. And while both words might stir up the same uh, warm and snuggly feelings, they are wildly different. Intimacy is when you've entered a space with a person and you've exposed your true self and you still maintain an emotional connection despite having diverging ideas and opinions. Closeness, however, refers more to a feeling. It's the emotion that's associated with having affection for somebody that we've come to know. In fact, closeness, honestly, can be established in the very first meeting. If the conversation is personal and your humor's in sync, eye contact is strong, it can leave two women feeling an instant connection, a chemistry. That's why you often hear that phrase, fast friends, right? It's quick. You can't explain it, but you just get each other right away. The only problem with that is it's not until time has passed when you've shared your uh, respective cultures, you've expressed different beliefs, you've challenged each other. That's when true intimacy is developed. And we love those girl power memes on social media, right? If you can't love all of me, then you don't deserve me, right? Cue likes, double taps, hell yes in the comment section. While we search for acceptance and patience and understanding in our friendships, we have to ask ourselves if we're also able to give the same unconditional, non-judgmental stuff that we're looking for from others. Intimacy thrives in a relationship when there's mutual acceptance and vulnerability. So while we have a deep desire to be known, to be accepted and understood, do you have the capacity to withstand all of that for somebody else? I want you to think about the relationships that you have with a few of the women in your life. Can they talk about things that make you uncomfortable? Can they bring you their heartache, especially the kind that you just don't understand? Can you still be friends when you discover she voted for the very policy that gets your blood boiling? Let me be clear. I am certainly not suggesting you accept everything and anything from another woman for the sake of having a friendship. It's the things we have in common that connect us. I get that. I'm just waving a huge block letter 
banner that says true intimacy does not look like chemistry and sameness. It looks like connection that makes room for and sometimes thrives on divergence. So there are three levels of intimacy. The first is safe talk. So this involves those pleasant exchanges that are relatively harmless and they don't require much emotional investment. You remain guarded, you share easy things about yourself, while each person gets a feel for the other's personality in a really non-threatening space. The second level of intimacy is personal expression. So this level involves revealing more of your personal thoughts and opinions. And you may also open up about past experiences, giving the other person insight into your world. And there's some emotional investment at this level. The highest level of intimacy and friendship involves diverging personhood. This is where each person can bring herself to the friendship and still enjoy acceptance from and connection with her friends. She can maintain that independent spirit while also being loyal to the unit. And if there's vulnerability, boundaries, encouragement, and accountability in a friendship over time, this is how intimacy emerges. Let me pause here for a second and say, we recently uploaded a YouTube video explaining the four necessary parts of every friendship, okay? I call it the tough love friendship model. And if the whole intimacy thing seems really out of reach for you concerning, you know, the current friendships that you have in place, I encourage you to go and watch that video um, simply because I help you to craft language for what's missing. So if you've ever felt like I, I can't have intimacy, I, there's something missing, something's off, we would never get there. I encourage you to watch that video because it will help you understand which part uh, is missing. Um, and you can't work on it until you've identified it. So if the intimacy idea sounds just completely out of reach, um, perhaps backtrack and watch that video on YouTube um, and it'll help. Now, when I hear women talk about how they crave more intimacy in their friendships, they typically describe what they're looking for by outlining what they expect to receive. So they'll say something like, um, I want the kind of friend I can share everything with, or I should be my real self, or I need a girl who just like has my back, okay? That's all great and desirable. That's normal. But the key to developing intimacy and closeness in a friendship is defined not only by what you need from others, but also by what's required of you. So here are some different types of intimacy, along with reflection questions to determine your capacity to give and receive it. So I'm going to ask you, if you're in a space to do it, that you pause in between these questions because I really want you to process it. Um, as a friendship coach, uh, which people still are like, that's a thing. I know. I can't believe it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> as a friendship coach, if ever I'm sought after to tell a woman what's right or wrong or what she should do in her friendship, she's going to be disappointed. That's not my role. My role is to prompt you with some questions, to throw out some considerations for you as you determine what the, what the best steps are for you. Okay, so let's kind of practice that here. I'm going to tell you the different types of intimacy and then I'm going to throw a question at you and I want you to pause the podcast if possible and really think for a second. And then I would love to hear some of your aha moments um, after the episode in our private Facebook group. It's called the Give It A Rest podcast after party. Come and tell me what kind of um, enlightenments you had 
from these questions, okay? So here we go. The first type of intimacy is emotional intimacy. So that's the type of intimacy that considers each woman's feelings. So let's think about your needs. Are you able to openly express how you feel without reservation? Let's talk about what you're required to give. Can you listen to another woman share her fears, joys, frustrations, and support her without judging a little bit or without being uncomfortable? The next type of intimacy is spiritual intimacy. This is the type that involves exchanging ideas and emotions surrounding an existential realm. Let's address your needs. Are you open to asking questions and sharing beliefs with another woman? Let's talk about what you're required to give. Will you join your friend in conversation or experiences concerning spirituality? Or is it something you prefer to explore independently of your friendships? The next is intellectual intimacy. This type of intimacy involves sharing ideas that are more cerebral, like philosophy, academia, you know, analyses of current events. Your needs. Can you dissect intellectual ideas with another woman freely? Does she challenge and advance your understanding of the world in a way that feels helpful, that's not combative or belittling? And here's what's required of you. Are you willing to join another woman in deep conversation? Can you listen and entertain her high-level ideas? Or do you typically prefer conversation that's light and fun? The next type of intimacy is experiential. That involves engaging in activities together, sharing experiences together. Your needs. Does your friend make time to do things with you or does she prefer to text? When you hang out together, does it feel like she's fully present? Here's what's required of you. Are you willing to spend time with your friend or do you prefer phone calls? Does your schedule allow for pockets of quality time that you can give to them or are you too busy? After you've reflected on that a little bit, we're going to talk very briefly about how your attachment style can impact your friendship. So I am no psychologist. I'm just going to speak to the general knowledge portions of attachment styles and I'm going to walk you through how yours might be affecting your friendships. Because so often that's spoken about within the context of families and romantic relationships. But how is your attachment style impacting every woman you're friends with? Unbeknownst to you. Okay. Let me outline very fundamentally each kind and how it's impacting your capacity for intimacy with your girlfriend. So the first is secure attachment. And these are people who tend to have what's known as emotional intelligence. They can kind of gauge when their friends need space. They're not threatened by their friends needing space. And those with secure attachments, they're able to enjoy time together while also appreciating alone time. So kind of like that healthy balance. They feel comfortable with being honest and having high levels of self-awareness. And though they enjoy support that comes along with companionship, they don't need it necessarily to feel secure. Now, a friendship with this kind of woman will give you the freedom to be busy. It doesn't take canceled plans personally. It allows you to have diverging beliefs and opinions, and it sticks around anyway. This kind of friendship is not threatened by you making other friends. It affirms you and supports you and communicates needs and desires without a fear of being judged 
or abandoned or misunderstood. In terms of the anxious, preoccupied attachment style, these are people who are overly concerned with being important and being considered by their friends. Their bonds tend to be intense as they enter friendships where one might serve as kind of the savior to the other, rescuing her from drama or self-inflicted trouble. And there are mood swings that often are dictated by how the friendship feels that day. Okay, and, and you've seen this before, taking a day-by-day approach to the relationship instead of a more holistic, aerial view of the dynamics. These women are often disappointed easily in their friendships with other women because they have a romanticized perspective of friendship. Low self-esteem is certainly at work here. Now, friendships with this kind of woman might leave the girls in her life feeling like they have high expectations that they have to live up to, and they unintentionally disappoint her. Often, this woman who is anxious, preoccupied, she's threatened by her friends making new friends. She needs her thoughts and her feelings validated constantly. Having a friend who will rescue her from her self-destructive behavior is important. She may also have the opposite need, seeking friends that she can save. Okay? Consider here how that attachment style affects your capacity to go deep with someone. Next is dismissive avoidant. So this attachment style describes a woman who's perceived as misindependent. While she wants meaningful relationships like anybody else, she remains emotionally distant. So she'll keep her guard up. She can be heard boasting about her ability to cut people off if they cross her. She doesn't have many close friendships. And in the few she does have, she spends a lot of alone time. She maintains her distance. Now, friendships with this kind of woman can feel lonely or one-sided. You may find that you're the one initiating hangouts and you may feel like she's not giving the same level of emotional vulnerability as you. Although she does value your friendship, you may perceive her independence as a lack of concern or um, even emotional investment. She cares, but she might isolate herself as a defense mechanism against possible pain and disappointment. Finally, fearful avoidant. This kind of attachment style feels unpredictable in a friendship. There can be times when she's clingy out of hunger for closeness, but there can just as easily be distance uh, for fear of getting hurt. This kind of woman may even go as far as to hurt another friend out of fear of the intensity of their closeness. And because of the hot and cold nature of the friendship, this person's not really close to many people. So if you're friends with this kind of woman, it's unpredictable. It can be frustrating because she struggles to be consistent about what she wants. And being involved with her can be hurtful because you're subjected to her whims and her mercurial attitude. Ultimately, you've got to do the work to become more self-aware. Get familiar with your attachment style. Get familiar with your needs and boundaries. Get familiar with what you're able to give if you're being honest. Okay? Can you, you know, contribute to a friendship all the things that you require? We all crave intimacy and closeness in our relationships. It's a natural, God-given desire. But understanding what intimacy looks like and taking inventory of where we are is what's really important. And if we're willing to do the work, those close bonds are possible. If we are willing to do the work, we can enjoy intimacy with our female friends. (music) 
today's episode was helpful for you, I'd love for you to come tell me about it over on the Facebook group called the Give It a Rest Podcast After Party. You can also hear me run my mouth and give other unsolicited advice regarding your friendships on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson, formerly at Girl Give It a Rest. So now I have switched my handle and would love to see you over there. And as always, you can listen to more episodes and read some of our research-based articles over at giveitarestmovement.com. I can't wait to see you over there. Thank you.